This is Omar Ahmed for IFL TV in association with MTK Global, joined by Mark Tibbs in Saudi Arabia. It's all right here, isn't it, Mark? It's nice. It's, uh, it's uh, different. Uh, they're looking after us, and uh, it's going to be a, a massive, epic event. So I'm proud to be a part of it, yeah, for sure. Of course, it has been a, a couple of frustrating months for Dylan White. I'm sure it's been a couple of frustrating months for yourself as well. How's that been? Well, like, like Dylan says, we've, we've, we've all kept in the gym and stayed focused and uh, waiting for things to get sorted out, so, so to speak. And um, then this, this job come up a couple of weeks ago, so, you know, we've been ticking over, so, you know, we feel we're ready. And um, I have every bit of confidence in Dylan that he's going to do the business. Last three or four fights, Dylan's been in 50-50 fights. Um, even sometimes the underdog going into that Joseph Parker fight, especially. This time he goes in as a heavy favourite. What do you think Marius Wack brings to the table? I think it's fair to say he's at the end of his career, the back end of his career, Mark. Well, see, Marius Wack, see, listen, when you're getting with these old, old dogs, so to speak, that have been around, they've got experience, they know how to walk you around and get through the rounds you know it's something that, that you have to feel when the fighter feels and he, you can't explain to him but as long as you plant it in their head but Dillian's experienced now he knows he walks some some guys around for me at times so so you know what I mean but um, he, he Marius well we expect Marius back to uh, to try and defuse Dillian White's uh, artillery so to speak uh, and try and walk him around and get through the rounds but it's up to Dillian to uh, to let Marius uh, feel the feel the, the speed, uh, the accuracy, and uh, a little bit of pressure, and uh, let's try and knock any out, knock any ambition out of him that he's got in him, bit by bit, slowly, in a hopefully in a in a good fashion. Yeah. Of course, we do expect, as I said, Dylan to come through. He is the favourite, big favourite going into this fight. Now, Mark, I want to ask you about a, a pretty touchy subject. WBC have now pushed back Dylan's status as mandatory to February 2021. Yeah. Right, so not even next year. Um, what do you think next year entails for Dylan, considering that pushback by the WBC? Well, do you know what? I'm just only too pleased. There's a lot, there's, there's massive negativity out there, and a lot of people don't understand what's going on. So, so this, we got the we got the thumbs up to fight on the 20th of July, 22nd of July, yeah. whatever it was. And we've got the thumbs up to fight now, so so that's a, that's a message in itself. So that's that's I'm really happy that, that we're out again before Christmas, and uh, and the W the WBC situation will get sorted. I'm sure it will. You know what I'm saying? That's all I can say. But we're, we're, the, the main thing is Dillian being focused, positive, not losing uh, his enthusiasm to bring pain, and he, he's as totally motivated than he's ever been so I'm happy about that On the undercard of Anthony Joshua and they had a nice moment yesterday I'm sure you've seen the clip going around on social media a bit different to when they uh, fought back at the O2 all them years ago Yeah well that's a lovely moment that was a, a really 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 classy moment for me I feel uh, that was uh, he's getting behind his his, uh, his countrymen and that's what we all should do and uh, they exchange a really nice words with each other and uh, that's how it should be and it shows the maturity in uh, Dillian White. Mark, I do want to ask you about uh, Anthony and uh, the main event. Do you think it's going to be repeat or revenge? Do you know what? Um, I, I didn't have too much confidence uh, with AJ, I'm going to be honest with you. 
but having seen him work out yesterday in the, in the public workout, he looked very well balanced and uh, he looked he looked well. I've got I think he's going to punch holes in him. I think the longer he keeps it. Uh, the longer he keeps it, as in range-wise and in uh, rounds-wise, you know, the longer he keeps it, the longer the later rounds. I think he's going to do a number on Ruiz. Do you think it is as simple as just keeping it long and using his distance to win the fight? Yeah, yeah, he should keep it long, tall and long, tall and long with a short, stocky man, short, tall and long. If he's going to bring him up, he'll bring him up on the back foot. He'll do that naturally, but don't give his height away. Not too early. So you're expecting Joshua and White wins this Saturday night in Saudi Arabia? Of course I am. All right, Mark Tibbs, thank you very much for your time here in Saudi, and uh, we'll catch up soon, no doubt. Thanks, thanks very much. Cheers. Cheers, good man. This is Andy Poroff, Boxing Social, and I'm glad to be joined by trainer John David Jackson. John, how are you doing? Not too bad yourself. Oh, good, thank you. Obviously, good to hear you're doing well. Obviously, out here in Saudi Arabia, when you began your journey in boxing, would you ever envisage being out in a country like this, having a fighter on a card like this? I never would have imagined my wildest dreams I'd be in Saudi Arabia, but it's a beautiful country, and I love it, so it's wonderful to be here. What have you been up to in your downtime, away from training, etc.? Uh, just... Uh Family time and being with my family. I mean, that's all. Just enjoying life without the headache of boxing. <laughs> Obviously, boxing can provide a few headaches, but one headache that you don't have to deal with is Mo Majidov. Just talking about your training and your preparations for his bout with Tom Little on Saturday night. Yes, uh, camp was good. You know, he listens well and um, he's a hell of an amateur fighter. But now I'm trying to make the transition to become a professional fighter. And um, things are good. He, he listens well, and he should, he should do well come um, Saturday evening. Talk to me about that, you know, the, transi the transition from an amateur to a professional style. Some fighters can have a brilliant amateur record and just struggle to adapt. Others can adapt like that. Why, why is it that some struggle and some just find it so natural? I, I think some, some fighters may get caught in that amateur style because they, they, they don't make the transition right away or they, they stay too long as an amateur. Well, other fighters, you know, like myself, I, I wanted to turn pro. You know, amateur boxing was great, but it wasn't my dream. My dream to become a, profes a professional world champion. I mean, have I, I went to the Olympics and won a gold medal? That'd been great. But I was more cut on the cloth of a professional fighter. So some some amateur guys, they're, they're good amateurs, but they just can't make that transition to become a better professional. And just talk to me on Mo himself. What have you been preparing for ahead of Saturday night with Tom Little? How do you expect the fight to play out between the pair? I, I think that Majedov needs to just be patient, work behind his jab, cut the ring off, and make Tom engage. If you make Tom engage, it makes his job easier. You don't want to chase this guy around the ring for, for eight rounds and look bad. You've got to cut the ring off and make him fight you. Once you do that, it makes the fight easier for Majid. There's obviously a lot of heavyweight bouts on this card, headlong by that Ruiz Joshua fight. There'll be a lot of people around the world tuning in to watch it, which brings an added pressure for uh, Majidov to try and deal with. How do you feel he'll cope with that? I think he'll do well, because if you think about it, he was a three-time world amateur champion. He's fought all over the world, fought in front of big crowds before, so this should not be a big deal for him. I mean, the magnitude of, of, of the fight and being in, in, in Saudi Arabia is different for him, but. 
I think all in all, he should do well because he's been in that kind of pressure before. And just talk to me about Tom Little. What do you know about Tom? He, he, he's a, what you call in boxing, a trial horse. A guy that you, that you, that you have your fighter go against and see how well he can do. And since this is on our second fight, he should, he should be able to test us in a way that should see where we're going to go. Um, he's durable. He's got a kind of, kind of fight you call on short notice. Uh, he's expected to win, no, but he might be able to pull up the upset if, we're not do, if we didn't do our job. So he's a good fighter that, that, that tests young and up-and-coming fighters. Let's just try and work through the rest of the card. Starting off with that headline fight, Ruiz, Joshua 2. John, just break that down for me. How do you see it playing out? I think, to me, it all, it all bases on what Joshua does. You know, he's proven he can knock Ruiz down. He's also proven he can be beat up and get knocked out. But I think it really it depends on what he does, how he's mentally prepared for this fight. Physically, he's well. But mentally, what is his mental status? Is, how is he going to prepare for it? Ruiz is Ruiz. He's a good fighter. Very dangerous guy. And highly underrated. But all is going to fall on what Joshua does. It depends on what, how he fights, if he fights, if he's aggressive, if he's, is he passive. So to me, it really depends on how Joshua prepares, has prepared for the fight and mentally what he can do for the fight. AJ seems to have slimmed down a lot in preparation for his camp, a lot leaner. What do you make of that? Uh, he probably left the weights alone. You know, he probably just, he probably felt that being leaner we're making a little faster, maybe uh, quicker fighter. So I really couldn't tell you what you know was in his mind because I went in his camp. But all in all, I figure if, if he's mentally prepared as well as physically, he should win the fight. Do you anticipate, anticipate that the fight will have similarities or be very different to the first bout? Honestly, I think it'll be different because I think Josh would be more. Now he knows that, that Ruiz can hurt him. So it might be more leery, you know, apprehensive of, of engaging right away. Um, so, I, you know, I think with Ruiz, Ruiz, he's, the sky's the limit right now for him. His world is right now. So I think for him, he might, if he was smart, add more pressure. But Joshua has to be, might, might, in the beginning, he might be a little cautious. But he can't really let that happen because it's going to hurt him. Um, but I, I think he'll be cautious in the beginning to see what Luis has. Luis might not show him anything different for a couple rounds. So it's, it's an interesting fight. Let's move on to some of the other cards. One of the other fights on the card. Starting off with Hunter Povetkin, a brilliant fight. One which kind of slipped under the radar. What are your thoughts on that one, John? That's an, uh, him and Hunter and Povetkin, that's an interesting fight. Um, a lot of people are saying that Povetkin's on the way down. But, you know, you have to, you have to watch out. He's still dangerous. He's a hell of a punch. And he's a good boxer. You know, well, had a, well, had a great amateur career. And he made the transition real nice. Hunter, good fighter, not a big puncher. That's going to be his biggest problem. Can he hurt Pavekin? Can he get Pavekin's respect? Pavekin, on the other hand, can will get his respect because he can punch. So it's a give and take fight. Hunter has to be smart and cagey and real slick. Pavekin has, has to be a pressure fighter and go to the body and break him down. So it's, whichever fighter can, can explore, use his will and overpower the other, should win the fight. And Dillian White versus Marius Vak also on the undercard. What do you make of that fight and Dillian's return to the boxing ring? Well, you know, I'm glad that Dillian's made a return. Here's a guy, to, honestly, to me, he earned this shot. To not to get it for whatever reason, but he's earned this shot and he's been avoided more than one, on more than one occasion. Here's a guy that deserves this shot. For whatever reason, why he's not getting it? I know he's had a few problems also, but he's the epitome of what a fighter is today. He earned his shot the right way and he hasn't gotten it. I think this fight here, even though it was short notice for him, Probably in great shape, he should be victorious.
And then the final one is to switch on Filip Pergovic versus Eric Molina again. John, just break that one down for me, please. Molina's always been a, pretty, a fighter pretty much on the, on the B side. He really stayed eight, eight weeks for this fight. So that, that's nice for him to finally get a fight where he can train a full training camp. Um, but his opponent's young and strong, and uh, he's the favorite. I think he should win. Um, Molina's good, and he's crafty. He's been around for years, but I think his opponent has a better chance. He's young, strong, and you know, he's hungry. We've mentioned the likes of Dillian White, Filip Ergovic, Maris Wack, Hunter, Povetkin, etc. How far off some of those names do you feel Mo Majdov is from facing one of those in the future, provided obviously Saturday was to go to plan? How far off do you think Mo Majdov is from facing some of the other guys that are on this card? You know, boxing today, unfortunately, is, is a sport sometimes it's kind of, they rush these young fighters. But in Magomed's case, he doesn't have a lot of time to really train, you know, uh, his career, he's been had a long amateur career, so he can't hang around long professionally. He's 33 now. You know, how long can he hang around? So for him, it, it, it's, it's the short road to the, high, the heavyweight title. Um, we have to match him carefully, but yet smartly with good fighters, with good names on the way down, but that will give him the experience that he needs to climb that ladder. I think, say within a year, he should be fighting guys in the top 20. Not, not a world title, but in the top 20. And then the, the following year, maybe 2021, maybe then a top, world title fight. But not, you, know, you don't want to rush him too fast because he still learned the, the professional game. Well, John, I think we'll leave it there now because I can see somebody else just hovering around me waiting to grab, grab you. So I appreciate your time now. If I can speak to myself on Boxing Social. Thank you very much. I appreciate the time you gave me to uh, speak on your, on your show, and I greatly appreciate it. Thank you, John. Thank you. This is Andy Peroff, Boxing Social, and I'm glad to be joined by trainer John David Jackson. John, how are you doing? Not too bad yourself. I'm good, thank you. Obviously, good to hear you're doing well. Obviously, out here in Saudi Arabia, when you began your journey in boxing, would you ever envisage being out in a country like this, having a fighter on a card like this? I never would have imagined my wildest dreams I'd be in Saudi Arabia, but it's a beautiful country, and I love it, so it's wonderful to be here. What have you been up to in your downtime, away from training, etc.? Uh, just... Uh Family time and being with my family. I mean, that's all. Just enjoying life without the headache of boxing. <laughs> Obviously, boxing can provide a few headaches, but one headache that you don't have to deal with is Mo Majidov. Just talk to him about your training and your preparations for his bout with Tom Little on Saturday night. Yes, uh, camp was good. You know, he listens well and um, he's a hell of an amateur fighter. But now I'm trying to make the transition to become a professional fighter. And um, things are good. He, he listens well, and he should, he should do welcome um, Saturday evening. Talk to me about that. You know, the, transi the transition from an amateur to a professional style. Some fighters can have a brilliant amateur record and just struggle to adapt. Others can adapt like that. Why? Why is it that some struggle and some just find it so natural? I, I think some some fighters may get caught in that amateur style because they they, they don't make the transition right away, or they, they stay too long as an amateur. Well, other fighters, you know, like myself, I, I wanted to turn pro. You know, amateur boxing was great, but it wasn't my dream. My dream to become a, prof a professional world champion. I mean, have I, I went to the Olympics and won a gold medal? That'd been great. But I was more cut on the cloth of a professional fighter. So some some amateur guys, the good amateurs, 
but they can't make that transition to become a better professional. And just talk to me on Mo himself. What have you been preparing for ahead of Saturday night with Tom Little? How do you expect the fight to play out between the pair? I, I think that Majedov needs to just be patient, work behind the jab, cut the ring off, and make Tom engage. If you make Tom engage, it makes his job easier. You don't want to chase this guy around the ring for eight rounds and look bad. You got to cut the ring off and make him fight you. Once you do that, it makes the fight easier for Majid. There's obviously a lot of heavyweight bouts on this card. Headline by that Ruiz Joshua fight. There'll be a lot of people around the world tuning in to watch it, which brings an added pressure for uh, Majidov to try and deal with. How do you feel he'll cope with that? I think he'll do well because if you think about it, he was a three-time world amateur champion. He's fought all over the world, fought in front of big crowds before, so this should not be a big deal for him. I mean, the magnitude of, of, of the fight and being in, in, in Saudi Arabia is different for him, but I think all in all, he should do well because he's been in that kind of pressure before. And just talk to me about Tom Little. What do you know about Tom? He, he, he's a, what you would call in boxing, a trial horse, a guy that you, that, you, that you have your fighter go against and see how well he can do. And since this is on our second fight, he should, he should be able to test us in a way that should see where we're going to go. Um, he's durable. He's got a kind of, kind of fight you call on short notice. Uh, he's expected to win, no, but he might be able to pull up the upset if, we're not do, if we didn't do our job. So he's a good fighter that, that, that tests young and up-and-coming fighters. Let's just try and work through the rest of the card. Starting off with that headline fight, Ruiz, Joshua 2. John, just break that down for me. How do you see it playing out? I think, to me, it all, it all bases on what Joshua does. You know, he's proven he can knock Ruiz down. He's also proven he can be beat up and get knocked out. But I think it really it depends on what he does, how he's mentally prepared for this fight. Physically, he's well. But mentally, what is his mental status? Is how is he going to prepare for it? Ruiz is Ruiz. He's a good fighter. Very dangerous guy. And highly underrated. But all is going to fall on what Joshua does. It depends on what, how he fights, if he fights, if he's aggressive, if he's, is he passive. So to me, it really depends on how Joshua prepares, has prepared for the fight and mentally what he can do for the fight. AJ seems to have slimmed down a lot in preparation for his camp, a lot leaner. What do you make of that? Uh, he probably left the weights alone. You know, he probably just he probably felt that being leaner would make him a little faster, maybe uh, quicker fighter. So I really couldn't tell you what you know was in his mind because I went in his camp. But all in all, I figure if he's mentally prepared as well as physically, he should win the fight. Do you anticipate, anticipate that the fight will have similarities or be very different to the first bout? Honestly, I think it'll be different because I think Josh would be more... Now he knows that, that Ruiz can hurt him. So he might be more leery, you know, kind of apprehensive of, of engaging right away. Um, so, I, you know, I think with Ruiz, Ruiz he's, the sky's the limit right now for him. His world is right now. So I think for him, he might, if he was smart, add more pressure. But Joshua has to be, my, my, in the beginning, he might be a little cautious. But he can't really let that happen because it's going to hurt him. Um, but I, I think he'll be cautious in the beginning to see what Luis has. Luis might not show him anything different for a couple rounds. But it's, it's an interesting fight. Let's move on to some of the other cards. One of the other fights on the card, starting off with Hunter Povetkin, a brilliant fight, one which kind of slipped under the radar. What are your thoughts on that one, John? That's an, uh, him and Hunter and Povetkin, that's an interesting fight. Um, a lot of people are saying that Pavekin's on the way down. But, you know, you have to, you have to watch out. He's still dangerous. He's a hell of a punch. And he's a good boxer. You know, well, had a well, had a great amateur career. And he made the transition real nice. Hunter, good fighter. 
not a big puncher. That's going to be his biggest problem. Can he hurt Pavekin? Can he get Pavekin's respect? Pavekin, on the other hand, can will get his respect because he can punch. So it's a give and take fight. Hunter has to be smart and cagey and real slick. Pavekin has to, has to be a pressure fighter and go to the body and break him down. So it's, it's whichever fighter can can explore, use his will and overpower the other, should win the fight. And Dillian White versus Marius Vak also on the undercard. What do you make of that fight and Dillian's return to the boxing ring? Well, you know, I'm glad that Dillian's made a return. Here's a guy, to, honestly, to me, he earned his shot. To not to get it for whatever reason, but he's earned his shot and he's been avoided more than one, on more than one occasion. Here's the guy that deserves his shot. For whatever reason, why he's not getting it? I know he's had a few problems also, but he's the epitome of what a fighter is today. He earned his shot the right way and he hasn't gotten it. I think this fight here, even though it was short notice for him, Probably in great shape, he should be victorious. And then the final one I wanted to touch on Philip Pergovic versus Eric Molina again. John, just break that one down for me, please. Molina's always been a, pretty, a fighter pretty much on, on, the, on the B side. He really stayed eight, eight weeks for this fight, so that, that's nice for him to finally get a fight where he can train a full training camp. Um, but his opponent's young and strong, and uh, he's the favorite. I think he should win. Um, Molina's good, and he's crafty, been around for years, but I think his opponent has a better chance. He's young, strong, and, you know, he's hungry. We've mentioned the likes of Dillian White, Filip Ergovic, Marius Vak, Hunter, Pavekin, etc. How far off some of those names do you feel Mo Majdov is from facing one of those in the future, provided obviously Saturday was to go to plan? How far off do you think Mo Majdov is from facing some of the other guys that are on this card? You know... Boxing today, unfortunately, is, is a sport sometimes it's kind of, they rush these young fighters. But in Magomed's case, he doesn't have a lot of time to really train, you know, uh, his career, he's been had a long amateur career, so he can't hang around long professionally. He's 33 now, you know, how long can he hang around? So for him, it, it, it's, it's the short road to the, high, the heavyweight title. Um, we have to match him carefully but yet smartly with good fighters, with good names on the way down, but that will give him the experience that he needs to climb that ladder. I think, say within a year, he should be fighting guys in the top 20. Not, not a world title, but in the top 20. And then the, the following year, maybe 2021, maybe then a top, world title fight. But not, you, know, you don't want to rush him too fast because he still learned the, the professional game. Well, John, I think we'll leave it there now because I can see somebody else just hovering around me waiting to grab, grab you. So I appreciate your time now. If I can speak to myself for Boxing Social. Thank you very much. I appreciate the time you gave me to uh, speak on your, on your show and I greatly appreciate it. Thank you, John. Thank you. How are you? How are you? Uh, what did you make of the name? Joshua didn't really kind of do his normal... No, he'd been sparring today. Had a big sparring session apparently. So, uh, a bit late to be sparring? Yeah, he normally spars on a Monday, so I'm not sure why he sparred on a Tuesday, but apparently he had a good spar today. Um, just ready, he's not going to you know, use the energy. Andy Reese looked fit, looked strong, done a good workout in there. Looked everything we know.
good feet, good defence, fast hands. That's what we saw. Great event, great turnout. And then have a little pan around. Up there. Over there, yeah. Piff head office. Piff. Public investment oh, fund. Absolutely. Yeah. Adam, what did, you, what did you make of how they looked in the ring today? I thought that um, I thought Anthony looked uh, a lot sleeker and um, I thought his uh, thigh muscles. I mean, he was he was doing a lot of exercise in the ring there. I think the thighs are, are stronger. I think he's going to be, you know, feet are so important in this fight and, and distance as well. Um, I think he looks great and I think mentally he's he's absolutely right as well. But then Andy Ruiz looked quick. He looked fast. His defence looked good in there. Um, it's it's a great fight. It's an absolutely brilliant fight. And uh, it's interesting what AJ said, wasn't it? About I know that we'll meet again yeah. after this what did fight. You make of that? He said, he said, because if when I beat him, it's going to be that good a fight. People are going to want to see number three. It's and going to be dramatic, I think. I don't think these two again. could ever fight, and it wouldn't be thrilling. You know what I mean? I mean, you no. see, the third round was one of the most thrilling heavyweight rounds I've ever seen. You know, so Adam, the famous clip of Adam. <laughs> it was though, wasn't it? It was like, and, and Paul and, oh, and Macklin, you know, it was like, but that's the thrill of, of something. And, you know, the difference in this fight is, it's like you go from watching Andy Ruiz in the, in the workout, in the first fight, and I'm walking around going to people, he's fast, isn't he? And everyone's going, yeah, but Ed, look at Snake, like, this is going to be a mismatch. Now you're watching, no, because of the first fight. No, but all no, of a sudden, he's become yeah. like he, he's become this beast. He's in no better he's, aesthetic shape, is he? I mean, no, but it's it just the, you know, the reputation and the aura of a guy that's stopped AJ. Now, all of a sudden, you're taking him a lot more seriously. Um, and it's like, is he actually really good? Or is he just good? And that was a good performance. Like you know, he's always been a quality heavyweight. But the truth is, is that and also how Josie good, how good beat is Anthony? Like it was a close fight, but Josie Parker did beat him. You know what I mean? So it doesn't mean that he hasn't improved. But you know, he's always been a world-class heavyweight. But the truth is, if you are supposed to be the number one heavyweight in the world, or you know. Should you be beating him? And I have to say, I believe so. Like I believe that if AJ is the best heavyweight in the world, and I believe he is, he should be beating Andy Ruiz. Because I think that Tyson Fury probably would. And I think that Deontay Wilder might as well. So therefore, I think that AJ should. I know Styles make fights, but mind you, Wilder Ruiz is a great fight. It's a great fight. <laughs> There's so many good ones. Yeah. It's interesting what Dillian said, though. Dillian thinks he'll knock him out early. Jo yeah, that Joshua will knock him out early. He thinks that he's got to take that. I think he thinks he's got to take that sort of risk. <coughs> get in, get in the centre of the ring, and uh, and hurt him. I think he does need to hurt Ruiz. He hurt him last time, and he followed in but too then, quickly. You, but if, you, if you do that, aren't you kind of? Playing a little bit of roulette where you're like yes. trading off for no reason. Like, you can't get in a trade off. No. Ruiz, you no. can't trade off, but if, if, if he hurts him early, if he hurts him early and gets on his feet and doesn't make the mistake you did in the third round in, in New York, but then that's, I think that's he's got. That, that's that's intelligence. Do that and then do it again and then do it again yeah. rather than just like, you know, because that's what happened last time. Let's have it right. I mean, 95% of heavyweights who got put on the floor like Ruins would have covered up, backed up, and probably got stopped. Right, the ref would have jumped in. Ruiz didn't, and he won't this time. If he gets hurt in this fight, he will probably think now and go for it. So if he does hurt him, I would just prefer to see him do it again and again and again. But that's, there is the argument that if it's there, 
can take it. You know yeah, but it's, it's taking it and it's being reckless doing it. Yeah. But, but, but there's also, can he do that for 12 rounds? You know, can he can he keep him off him? But that's where discipline comes in. It's do you know, do you know what is remarkable watching, watching this whole scene? Is, is that we've spent years with AJ like doing untold media, untold sponsorship stuff, all this kind of stuff. And now the focus from the team is like, do your workout, you've had your session, so don't fuck around, and then straight in the car and hunt. Andy has been here since we finished, probably like 20 minutes. I bet he does another hour. Yeah. I don't think for him that really changes anything. Do you know what I mean? But it's interesting, it's, just, it's fascinating just to see the switch where last time he turned up, had done a few bits, and no one really wanted to interview him. Everyone was just clamouring over AJ. And he, he went home and rested up and probably went back and chilled. It's just, it's responsible. Yeah, of course. It's just fascinating. And listen, he's embracing it, he's loving it. And uh, he's got a very good trainer as well in many ways. He's got a very you know, good who, trainer. Who I don't think people have really looked in, like not looked into enough, but spoke about enough in this fight. Like, and Manny, no, I'm sure that Ruiz enjoyed himself and he's had a few parties and he brought a few cars. But I don't think Manny Robles would allow him just to go off the boil, you know what I mean? One thing that hasn't been uh, talked about is that Andy Ruiz has got it all out next year. I mean, if he wins this, well, but, I mean, it's but, like, but but it's not it's not just just Joshua. It's it's Ruiz. You know, he's made decent money in, in life changing money in New York. He's making more here, and he'll make how many times more if he wins this and goes in with with the likes of Wilder, you know, or Fury. So there's massive incentive for Andy Ruiz in this fight. Not just a pride thing, but a financial thing too. Massive incentive. Right. Yeah. Got to do some proper media now. Oh, you've used that twice. I know, and you never, and then you, you, you never right. buy it. You never buy it. That's not fair. That's not fair. What well, he is a prick, though. Sorry. Proper media. That's what. Oh, sorry. I thought you, you meant my comment, calling him a prick. Did he say I'm off yeah, to the proper did, media? Yeah, yeah. How can he? I know. How can he? We made him after so many years of making him. We made him say that. His popularity. The people that find this idiot popular is because of IFL. Oh, mate. Oh, it is, mate. Stop what are you doing? Why? Ego has gone completely My out. My ego. Completely out. Sorry, Barry. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Barry. Oh, I mean Eddie. Sorry. The real man, Barry Hearn. Shout Barry out. Heard. Um, the oh, first time he hasn't been booed in a while, he was quite pleased about he that. He's thinking it. about getting. Oh, that's because they don't know who he is. That's true. <laughs> he said he. They just thought it was some geezer at ring talking about a fight. That's it. He did. He that's did. why you didn't get booed because I don't know who you are. Sorry, mate. They did know you were. Can you remove him, please? Go on. Google. There was a lot of paparazzi at the airport when we arrived, and then he walked in, and they all passed him and went for the dignitaries. And he went, "All right, then, fair enough." Thank you, thank you. No paparazzi. All right. Thank you, thank you, Adam. Promotions is proud to present Floyd Money Mayweather. The man himself is coming to the UK for his UK tour, February and March 2020. For all info and tickets, Gold Star Promotions, the host of UK. Big boys get moving fast, eat a lot of knockouts. Ultimate boxer heavyweight. He's just going to be swinging bombs from the ceiling. Swinging around of our house. This is Ultimate Box. Hey, fight fans, it's Michelle Joy Phelps, and I'm joined now with the hero. Dean White. How, <laughs> how are you? Man, too. I'm good. I'm good. I'm safe. What That's a whirlwind. It's absolutely ridiculous. You know, I don't know what was going through that guy's mind on the plane, but hey, 
it is what it is. It's something straight out of a movie, exactly. literally, because if you think about it and you see it happening, you're almost like, wait a minute, and I've seen this on in films, no. and it's happening so right now. Like, what the hell was going through your mind in that moment? Because I'd be is, terrified. That is exactly what was happening. I think at the time, I just kind of went into action more so. Um, and I saw obviously he was fighting the staff and he was holding the door screaming, um, saying, let me off, I want to get out now, open the door, he was trying to fight them. So I just jumped in, got him, bent him up, squeezed him up a bit, bashed him about, and then pulled him away from the door. <laughs> and I was like, listen, mate, you ain't going to do this on my watch. Afterwards, I think you're right, it, it kind of left a real sour feeling in me, you know, because yeah. it was like, like, like I was laughing about it, but I felt kind of that, that, that trepidation there. Because I'm thinking, when I started thinking about it more, I'm thinking, this could have been a really, really bad situation. Later on's gone on and BA said, well, oh, you can't open the door. But I'm saying, this is like anything. People say, oh, we have a malfunction in this instance. I don't want that to be the case. I don't yeah, know yeah, yeah. what the case is, if it was going to malfunction, if it wasn't. But I was not prepared to make that situation occur. And we'd be the ones saying, oh, only on this occasion we had a malfunction. It should have never normally happened. This is not usual. No, not on my watch. Mm -hmm. So I did what, you know, a, a lot of people would do or some maybe wouldn't have done. But I mean... I just went and dealt with it and then we kind of dragged him away, put him on the seat and um, the staff kind of, someone came and calmed him down. But it was it was frightening. A lot of people on the plane were very scared and they were just very happy that obviously I've come and calmed him down and took him away from the staff. Because obviously he was fighting the, the two students and they couldn't handle him. So obviously once I've grabbed him and I bent him and, you know, bashed him about a bit and started to squeeze him a little bit, they were just could like... You, could you imagine for the people on that flight who didn't have someone of your size yeah. there to recognize what was happening. Listen, I mean, that's a really scary thing to think about. No, it's crazy because there was people on the plane and I'm like, hey, you're right here. Why didn't you get involved? They said, no, 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 no. You done a great job. I, I left it all to you. I knew you was going <laughs> to do a better job than me. And there was a lot of people probably with the same mindset. So someone came and called me. So they were probably thinking, well, We've got a big guy on the plane, six or seven. Let him go and do, <laughs> go yeah. and do the damage. Did they come get you, or did you recognize <laughs> them? Come and got me. That's oh, what I mean. Shoot. I was in my. I think I was sitting down or standing near my chair, and they came and they said, "Hey, we need your help." And I said, um, "What do you mean?" And they said, "No, I think they really need your help down there." And I looked and I saw a commotion, so I kind of did a little jog. And then when I got there, I saw the guy saying, "Hey, let me out, let me out, and um, I, I, need, I need to get out now." And he was just talking in broken English and Arabic and stuff, and I'm um, trying to pull the handle pushing the staff and I was like whoa and I just quickly dived in and just said hey guys get out of the way let me do this and that's when I grabbed his arms and I kind of bent them up pulled him away from the door he carried he was resisted a bit so I kind of bashed him into that wall and bashed him into that wall and he kind of wrapped him a little bit and then moved him away but like I said I don't know if that door was going to open I'm sure it doesn't yeah. open easy but at the same time I do not want no one touching no door I'm on you ain't staff you're not meant to be and we're flying 35 hours of me what are we going to do yeah, yeah. So exactly. it was it was kind of just um, unnerving and uh, it's gone yeah it's gone. Uh, did you know? Did you know that Tom Little had an experience himself? Yeah, did yeah, you hear about that? Something I heard. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, because what happened? Did did you find out why he was stuck there? No, why? What happened? Okay, so it's kind of something not not quite as similar, but I guess a bit. Something that happened on the airplane. Okay. So they boarded the airplane, mm -hmm. and a girl was a bit paranoid, and she was reading over the sh her another passenger's shoulder. shoulder 
her text messages and I guess the girl who was writing the text was nervous about flying and she's like look if anything happens to me just know like um, I, you know something about being a good friend or not being a good friend or, so, or I'm sorry if I've not been a good friend to you so she took that as in yeah, yeah, something's yeah, gonna yeah, happen yeah. right now so she no, made a <laughs> so she made a big fuss out of it what happened was both the girls had to get off the plane they yeah. had to examine the entire plane which I guess apparently threw off four other flights yeah, yeah, yeah. and it just ended up like this ripple effect of crazy. Now, but you know what? Because of the times we're in, you know, these kind of things need to be done. Unfortunately, look, we had an incident in the UK, I think it was last week sometime, what was it, London Bridge or one of them bridges where no, there, was, Bridge, yeah. Yeah, there was a stabbing and then the police came and shot the guy. There's been terrorist acts quite a few times. So, you know, with these things, they can't take any chances. So it would have been annoying being pulled off and having to go through the aggravation. But, you know, for the better good, it's just one of those things. But Nosey Parker, stay out of people's <laughs> business. Read your own messages. Nosey Parker. <laughs> well, look, it's good to see you. It's good to see Dillian back. Right. I mean, it was a rough, what was it? Was it seven yeah, months? About, yeah, seven, eight, months. yeah. yeah like Been that. a rough a rough time for him. Yeah. Um, as your as his brother, tell me about what that was like for you too, because I'm sure you were the one that he was speaking to the most and relying on to kind of be there for the moral support. There was a lot of frustration. Sometimes it's the ones who you're nearest and dearest to that get the backlash as well sometimes. So sometimes, you know, I kept my distance, but we did speak a lot and we try, I tried to get him to go gym and train at times and some he just weren't really motivated for a little bit. But then it came round, um, I said, listen, if you're not happy to go there, come down to where I am and start going gym. And then he was kind of happy. And, that, and that's how he's got a his new trainer, because he's got an additional co boxing coach now. So that's how I found him, because I started going to a new gym and he loved the way he trained it. And he was like, do you know what? I want to add this guy to my collection. Who, who this big man? He hey. said, Captain. No one, doggies. The hero himself. The hero himself. Uh, you all right, yeah? How you doing, mate? Hey, Fire fans. What's going on? I hope you're well. I won't interrupt, yeah? Good to see you, my brother. Good to see you. Good, Good to see you. So, no, you know what's funny? I was actually going to mention, I go, I love that they're, hey, Katie, how are you? I'm just feeling the Saudi no, love. I was about to say yeah. that I love that there's love between the camps, even though there was so much beef at one point. I love it. It's never personal, isn't it? Yeah, that's it, man. You know what I'm trying to say, do you think? No, it's, it's, it's all good. Listen, at the end of the day, you know, there was a rivalry, a big rivalry, a little while back but now what we need to do we need to unite yeah. and show a united front for UK and for Joshua to try and show him that he's got the support of his fellow professionals and colleagues that are around him from the UK to give, give him that courage and the impetus to maybe go on and try and get those belts back mm -hmm. because obviously coming from such a pinnacle and a high place of being on a roller coaster, be, being a poster boy and then getting steamrolled by your man Andy mm -hmm. It's like, you know, it was, a, it was a fall from grace somewhat. So he's probably been in a place where equally with Azdil, um, yeah. where it's kind of a mental battle. So if he can keep his mental composure, go out there and box a smart, calculated fight, I think he should do good. Look at him, he looks really small, he looks mm -hmm. athletic. So that means he's going to come in sharp, fast. And, 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 and yeah, he looks calm as well. Yeah. He's kept he's kept the energy right because what it is, he's been doing a lot of stuff for his brand awareness and building and doing a lot of interviews before and doing stuff. Now he's took all of that out and said, listen, I'm not interested. I'm concentrating on purely boxing and focused on getting back this title. And that could happen. It happened to Lennox Lewis against Rafferman and so many other people when you take your eye off the prize. So I'm happy he's back yeah. and he's doing the right thing. And I was happy to see my bro, you know, go up to him and say, you know, give him encouragement words and say, listen, 
try and be mentally switched on because Dill is a, a very strong character. He is sometimes wears his heart on his sleeve and emotional, but he's very, very strong. Once he goes in that ring, you know, as you saw with Oscar Rivas that time, he had a lot on his plate and he went in there and executed the fight and got a great, great win. So hopefully Joshua can do the same. I'm going to be rooting for him and I hope the rest of the country in the world are going to be rooting for him, unless you're obviously Mexican or from the America. But big up to you guys also. All right, well, we're going to wrap it up because I know they're about to start. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. And we'll speak with you, I'm sure, later this week. All right. Bye, Fight Fans. Hey, Fight Fans. It's Michelle Joy Phelps. If you haven't already subscribed to our YouTube channel, make sure you go ahead and do so by clicking this icon right here or else. This is Umar Ahmed for IFL Team and Association of MTK Global. We're in Diria, Saudi Arabia. Not America, not the UK, not Mexico, in Saudi Arabia. Uh, Manny Robles with three days out from a huge heavyweight rematch. Uh, fighters just faced off. You were near the action. What was said, if anything? Uh, what was said when they did the face-off? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what was said, but uh, at the end, it doesn't matter, really. You know, what, what matters is what's going to happen come Saturday night. All the talkers been about oh Anthony Joshua looks slimmer obviously that's uh, visible we've seen that today uh, but in terms of Andy Ruiz he didn't have a full camp in the first fight he's had a full camp in this uh, rematch he's been in the ring with Anthony Joshua now so are we to expect a much better Andy Ruiz uh, on December 7th? Uh, that's what we work for exactly I mean we, we put in uh, three months in the gym 12 weeks and uh, we're hoping to 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 be able to perform uh, uh, and to uh, Pitch a shutout uh, come Saturday night and give a great performance to all the public. Um, Andy's prepared himself well, extremely well, I should say, mentally, physically, so we're ready for the challenge. Okay, interesting you say extremely well, uh, because a few weeks after the fight, etc., we saw Andy uh, new cars, new houses on Instagram, living a great life, and there was so much speculation about, oh, is Andy motivated for this rematch? Um, you know, he's made it now, he's got the money, he's got the belts. But you're telling me that it's been an even better camp and he's even more motivated going into this rematch. Absolutely. It's, it's been a better camp. We've had much, much better sparring. Uh, we want more time to prepare to develop a better game plan, a good game plan. Um, uh, you know, we understand that Anthony Joshua is going to come in and try to, you know, try to obviously regain what he lost and regain those bouts. But it's our job to make sure that that doesn't happen. It's no secret that Anthony has brought in uh, new people into his training setup, Angel Fernandez notably. Uh, people in boxing are saying he's probably going to try and keep it long, use uh, his uh, size advantage and the distance to win this fight. But is it as simple as that? It's easy saying that, but is it, is it as simple as that, Manny? Well, it, you know, I mean, he's got his own game plan and uh, we, we have, you know, as you said, uh, my, my, my feeling is that he's going to try to use the height, the reach advantage, the height advantage, and uh, our job is to get on the inside. Nothing's going to change. We're going we're gonna, to, you know, we'll pressure Anthony Joshua and take that mid-range away from him and then make sure that we get on the inside and do what we did the first time. This is the eighth round. For us, this is the way we see it. This is the eighth round of, 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 of the last fight, you know what I mean? So we have to, we're, we understand we're not the favorites. We understand that this is the, the you know, we're still, uh, they're still looking at us uh, as the underdog. Why do you think that is? Because it's, it's, it's a, because that's what it is. I mean, if you look at the, uh, you, you know, if you look at the bats, if you look at the, uh, the comments that people have been making and so forth and so on, just being here, obviously in Saudi Arabia, 
it isn't um we don't feel like uh it's great being here but uh we don't feel like uh if it, were, if it was up to us, we'd be fighting in Mexico someplace or California, Las Vegas. So we understand this isn't, this isn't our show. This is a matchroom boxing show. This is a Anthony Joshua show. So we have to make sure that changes come Saturday night. And we, get, we, you know, we make sure we got to get, get that W, get that win, whether it's by decision or by knockout, and make sure we change our, the, the course of destiny. Considering it is a matchroom show and Eddie Hearn's putting it on, Manny, I do want to ask you, are you completely satisfied with the officials, judges, etc., that have been uh, stated for fight night? Uh, let's hope so. I mean, let's hope that the, we get a fair shake, right? Let's hope that if the, the fight goes to a decision, may the best man win. And and not there's and they're not not and we hope not, we don't find any controversy in the fight, right? Or or uh, uh, let's get again once again let's get, let's hope that we get a fair shake. If if it does go to a decision, if not, then hopefully we'll be able to be the ones to get that knockout, right? I mean, but we'll be, we're prepared for whatever whatever happens. You know, we prepare for 12 rounds. We worked extremely hard for this, so we got to be ready. We're ready for the challenge. Andy obviously wants to get inside and, and work Anthony Joshua from up close. Now, when Anthony fought Joseph Parker, uh, there was a lot of talk after the fight about how that fight was refed. Um, he didn't really let Anthony and Joseph work when they got close to each other. Are you concerned that they might bring in a similar ref or the ref might do the same thing where it takes away Andy's advantages uh, come Saturday night? Well, if that happens, I mean, it will be evident to see, to see if that, that happens. Or let's hope that, again, we're trusting in, in, in the officials, we're, we're trusting in the ref and, 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 and the judges to do the right thing, to let us fight, you know. Uh, uh, you know, may the best man win. We understand that Joshua wants to win and wants to regain his belts, and it's up to us to make sure that that doesn't happen. But um, it all, it's also important to let the referee if we don't see the referee come Saturday night, even better, right? If you, that, 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 <laughs> you know, sign. that's a good sign. And that's a good sign of a good ref. If he doesn't interfere and if he lets both fighters fight, then you'll know we're in for a good night. And then we'll be able to say that the referee did a great job, right? But the more he interferes and the more he does not allow us to fight, then, you know, then we'll know he might be up to something. Going into June 1st at MSG, of course, you were the challengers. Anthony was a champion. It's clear to see Anthony's mindset has changed from recent comments. Uh, I do want to ask you about them comments. He said that when he wins on Saturday night, he wants everyone to bow down to him and that everyone can fuck themselves. Uh, what, what do you make of his mentality? It seems like it has changed. It's kind of harsh to, to, to say that, but I, I respect Anthony Joshua and I can understand why he feels the way he does. He doesn't have to say it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe that, that, that's, a, that's a mistake because, you know, when you're up, everybody loves you. When you're down, everybody wants to kick you while you're down. You know what I mean? I understand that. I understand that because I, I think we've all been there. And uh, I got nothing but the utmost respect for Joshua. Again, once, once again, I can understand why he said what he said. But, um, you know, he's, 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 he's a great fighter. That's all I can say about him. He's a great human being. He's a great fighter. And um, but come Saturday night, and once that bell rings, all that goes out the window. And, you know, uh, uh, Andy is prepared to, um, to go through hell if he has to, to regain, uh, make sure that uh, uh, he keeps those belts. Well, Manny Robles, in the lead-up to both fights, you've given IFL a lot of time, so uh, really thank you for that. Best of luck with Andy uh, on Saturday night. Hopefully both men come out the, the ring safe, OK? Absolutely. That's what we want, for both fighters to come out safely and may the best man win come Saturday night. We just want to go out there and give people what they, what they want to see, a great fight. God bless you, Manny Robles. Thank you very much.
just reminds me of just when I became champion and how I'm going to remain champion December 7th. So I'm really excited for Saturday. What's the mentality right now just a few days away? You're so close to the arena. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. You know, I think right now the mindset is just like, damn, Andy, like you got to do it. You got to do it again. You can't let your people down or my family. So, you know, there's a little bit of pressure, but I think most of the pressure is on him and try to redeem himself. and. Um, you know, I just gotta stay focused and stay disciplined and stick to the game plan. You got spaced off. It's been a while since you did that. What did you see in his eyes? Um, well, it's hard to see some something in, in his eyes, you know. I think everybody has a plan until they get hit, and on June, I mean on December 7th, we're gonna find out and see, see what we got. What do you think about his size difference? I don't want to talk about how, how much he slimmed down. What do you think? Yeah, he slimmed down a little bit. I don't know if, it, if it's going to be good or bad or he's going to be faster or move around more, but we'll see if it works for his advantage. And we know what we've been working on, and so we'll, we'll see what happens. Chum, are you ready for this uh, in Spanish? Sí, claro que estoy listo para esta pelea. Eso es lo que que han entrenado toda mi vida por por este momento y gracias a Dios que logramos mi sueño y vamos a lograr otro sueño para este sábado. Pues aquí en Saudi Arabia me siento bien contento, bien amable de toda la gente que me anda apoyando, muchos fans y pues me siento bien motivado y ya listo. Andy, in the first fight you had to come off the floor, you had to come off the canvas for the first time in your career. How much confidence does that give you knowing that you can take a shot like that and come back and win? You know, it gives gives me a lot of confidence as well, you know, of taking the big shots, but we've been working on not to take the big shots, you know, move the head a little bit more, stay a little bit smaller, try to get less predictable to get hit. So I think that's the main thing that we've been working on and I know he's gonna bring it, so it's my job to to do the same thing, you know. So how have you handled the expectations of coming into the fight as a unified heavyweight champion? It feels good, you know, like I said, this is what I've been working for since I was six years old and we're finally here, you know, I'm finally a heavyweight champion, not just the heavyweight champion, but the first Mexican heavyweight champion of the world and it's just a blessing and I give God all the glory. Canelo Alvarez is supposed to be out here in Saudi Arabia cheering you on. What does that mean to you to have a Mexican superstar like Canelo here to celebrate you? It means a lot, you know, if he does come out here to support, I know it's a long way where he's at, but... You know, if he does come, I appreciate it. I went to his last fight too to support, but you know, no grudges if he doesn't come. You know, but all I know that I I know what I got to do December seventh. What did you think of Dante Wilder's performance against Luis Ortiz a couple of weeks ago? I think it was a good performance. You know, I think Dante, he's a good friend of mine. He did what he had to do, and you know, it's my job to do what I got to do, and for us to defend our our titles together. Fight for you next? I don't know. I need to worry about AJ first, and. <laughs> Talk about other. I have the yes. UBC belt now. You heard about that? What do you think about fighting for that? It would be basically against Dante Wilder. That would be great, you know. But I think my eyes and um, well, I just need, I can't look past over AJ, you know. So I need to be focused on that before I start looking at other different fights. Un mensaje. Estás aquí. Es muy cerca de la arena donde vas a pelear en unos días. Qué tan contento. ¿Cuál es la mentalidad ahorita? Pues a estar enfocado, a estar bien preparado ya listo y mentalmente um, listo para la pelea yo sé que va a venir bien preparado ya me va a querer hacer diferentes cosas al río de ring pero es mi es mi job para que no lo haces so, and, andamos preparado lo que 
lo que él piensa es lo que él quiere ser. Cuéntame de la camisa de campeón. Esa es la, la, la camiseta que usaste cuando ganaste. Esa es la mentalidad de campeón, siguiendo. Claro que sí, esa es la playera cuando gané allá en Nueva York en junio primero y si Dios quiere me dan otra playera así para tener de recuerdos. Andy, the, it was an explosive fight last time around, almost knockdowns. This time we're expecting a bit more of a, a tactical KG battle given what happened last time. Um, I think it all depends of, of how he turns out, you know, how, how he comes out at first. I don't know if he's going to want to box me around, try to win me by points, but Um, but best believe, of course, I'm going to be attacking. I'm the pressure fighter. I'm the attacker. So best believe I'm going to be the one. Try to look for that knockout and try to get that KO. What about his power? You felt his power last time. Are you, are you able to contain it again this time? I'm pretty sure, you know, and especially that he lost a lot of weight. You know, we don't know if he still has that same power. Uh, I'm going to be at the same weight or maybe a little bit heavier. So I just wanted to be strong. I want to be mentally prepared. We did all the hard training inside the, in the gym. So I'm just looking forward for December 7th. And what about bringing the fight here to this country? You've got a whole lot of new fans here. How, how, how's that been? It's amazing, man. I didn't think I had a lot of fans here, but I appreciate all the fans here in Saudi Arabia, and I hope they come and support me and Anthony Joshua as well, you know? This is a hard sport, you know? And I respect Anthony Joshua because we all risk our lives inside the ring to provide for our loved ones. So. No, I'm just excited. And, and is this one going to points, do you think, or are you, you expecting another knockout? You know what, like everyone tells me, I don't predict a knockout if it comes. It comes, but best believe I'm going to try to win, and, and of course I'm going to try to get that knockout, but if it comes, I hope to God it does come. <laughs> and, if it, and if it doesn't, and if the result went against you, do you think we might see a third fight between you two? Um, I'm pretty sure, you know, I think it's only right, you know, I gave him the rematch, um, it's only right for him to give me the rematch to get revenge as well, you know, so, but hopefully everything goes my way, I become victorious, and and um, I, I leave with those belts back to Mexico. Do you think he looks confident, or do you think he looks a bit scared? Um, I'm pretty sure he's confident, you know, but, you know, everybody Everybody um, has a plan until they get hit, you know, like, that's what I tell everybody, like Mike Tyson would always tell everybody, but we don't know until, until we get in the ring and see where his confidence at, to see the abilities that I kind of change and what he did as well, so I think both of our confidence is the same right now and it's just who's not going to quit and who's going to have that bigger edge to want to wanna win. Andy, in the Andy, first let's talk about uh, you visited uh, like a children's hospital or something. Uh, talk about that. That looked cool. Oh, it was really nice, man. I went, I went to the children's hospital, the ones in need, and we went out there. We went with my team, Team Destroyer. We went out to give out backpacks with goodies, with candies, little toys in there. But it was really nice, man. It was a blessing being out there to support the kids. You uh, got dropped with the left hook, and then you got up. You hit you with a one-two. What is the hardest punch that, that he hit you with? Because I feel like the left hook just kind of surprised you. Um, yeah, I think it was the left hook, you know, the left hook. I think the upper is the one who got me up and the left hook put me down. But I think he got me when I was in a little, on a lazy mode that day, that time, you know. Um, but, you know, it was, a, it, was a good, it was a good shot that put me down, you know, put me <laughs> on the canvas, my first time being dropped. But I got up like a warrior and and I repeated it and um, I, I returned the favor. Did it you give you confidence? You Does it give you confidence that, you know, you ate those shots, even the right hand after you got dropped and you still were able to knock him down right after? 
Of course, you know, and I was actually surprised how I took that shot, you know, because after coming down and getting back up and taking his best shot, his right hand, of course, you know, but what, we, what we've been working on inside the, the gym, it's time for not to get hit, you know. I don't want to get hit with those big shots, so I want to move the head, be a little bit smarter, and, you know, just just throw my combinations and let my hands go. What What's the best thing? This time around? He seems very different this time. He's less smiley, more focused on what he's been saying. What do you make of all that? You know, I think it's great, you know, but like I tell everybody, everybody has a plan until they get hit. Of course, he, he might be confident, he might think it's sort in a different way, but inside the ring, when we both throw, um, land our punches, everything might change, you know, so we don't know how it goes, but I know he's a, he's a confident fighter, he's an experienced fighter, and, you know, best man wins on December 7th. Sometimes the onus is on the winner to make adjustments. He's talked about things that he's done differently. What have you done differently to ensure that you get the same result? Well, just the movements, you know. I don't want to give out too much secrets that we've been working on, but just head movements, throwing our combinations, staying low, because I can't be too tall. When I'm low, it's hard for the tall guy to, to hit the low person. So I think that's what, what I kind of slacked off on the first fight, you know. But, you know, I just got to remain discipline and stay focused and stick to the game plan. Talk about your ability to cut off the Well, of course, you know, we don't want to lose. I'm pretty sure he doesn't want to lose again. He doesn't want to feel embarrassed or whatnot. But for me, I feel like I accomplished my dreams and I still want to accomplish more dreams. And that's that's what we're going to do December 7th. Do you feel that you, you haven't been able to display all your abilities because um, you're able to cut off the ring very well? Maybe this fight will be the one where you might have to do it if he gets on a bicycle and tries to box you? Of course, you know, that's exactly what we've been working on. That's why the, we've got good sparring partners as well that have been boxing me around. So we're cutting off the ring, throwing our combinations, working body, head, arms, chest, whatever, you know, because yeah, he's big, you know, he's yeah. pretty big. So whatever I throw is going to land. So I just can't wait for December 7th. And what's, the, uh, what's the best you thing you've eaten here so far? Like the, that meal, like, yeah, that was good. I want to take that home. Uh, I think the rice, the rice is the best right here. You know, the rice, <laughs> it's amazing. Everything's amazing right here. But the best that I love it is, is the rice and the capsa, or I think that's what it's called. Capsa? Capsa. Andy, in the first one. Andy, in the first fight, you hurt him with the left hook. It's a shot that we've seen him hurt by Dillian White with, Vladimir Klitschko with the left hook. Is that something that you thought about before the fight, and do you expect him to be better prepared for the left hook in the second fight? You know what, I know he's going to be looking for the left hook, so we've been working on different shots, different combinations, different angles, so if that left hook lands, and it lands, and we're working on different stuff as well. What's his best shot? Um, I don't know. I think he's just... He's just big, he, he's strong, he's tall. So I think his advantage is that he's gonna wanna do is try to box me around. And that, that's, if I was him, that's what I would wanna do, you know, box me around, have a jab. But that's exactly what we've been working on, so we'll see how that goes. I know, right? I'm, I'm, I'm happy that everybody knows the, <laughs> the jersey that I've been wearing, you know, because it means a lot, you know, because that's where I got the first victory on June 1st. And that's why I brought it to, so I could remind myself, you know, I'm the champion. I won June 1st. That's exactly what we're going to do December 7th. Reminding him as well. Reminding him, him. Of, yep, a little bit, but I kind of did it for, for myself. What did he say to you uh, at the, the space off? 
you guys said something right right at the end. Um, what do I what did I say? Well, I said we're here again, and he's like, "Yeah, we are." But that's about it, you know. We, me and him, we're we're respect we're respectable fighters. We don't talk trash, and I think that's how we talk our, our trash inside of the ring. Andy, after the Joseph Parker fight, the close decision, you lost on points. Are you worried about the judges in, against this fight if it does go to points, and we've been aiming for the knockout? A little bit, you know. We are worried a little bit about that, but it's my job, so it doesn't go to the decisions, and it's my job for me to win all the, the rounds, you know, so, um, you know, if it goes my way, it goes my way, but if it doesn't, like I said, well, it's probably going to be a trilogy for, for this amazing fight, but of course, I'm going to do anything that's possible to, to get that victory. And after the fight, your family have been very supportive, you gave that great speech to your mom. In terms of that, your circle, how important have they been for you just to keep ground between this kind of it's really good, you know, because the same people that I won my first fight is the same people that I have right now, and yeah. So um, you know, I think that's that's really important, you know, because that's what remains me humble, it remains me where I come from, and and you know, I'm not gonna switch or I'm not gonna change for nobody. Yeah, sir. Andy, how big of an influence has Manny Robles been in your career? What did you say? How big of an influence has Manny Robles been in your career? A lot, you know. I think if Manny Robles would have been here since the beginning I think I would have been a champion a long time ago and it's just different it's just an incredible trainer that he is not just him but Estrellita too uh, my second trainer that, that we all work together it's just amazing how we all we're just like a family you know we all work together um, when I don't want to wake up, best believe he's out there in the door waking me up. Andy, wake up, calling me every day. But hey, it's a blessing to have him. Because a lot of people have said you through parties and there's been a perception that you've been spending a lot of money enjoying the time as a champion. Is that a mind trick that you're just playing with Joshua to make him relax? No, you know, I'm just I'm just having fun. You know, all this hard work and dedication. Like I said, I've been doing this since I was six years old. I've been through so many roller coasters, so many downfalls and upfalls. So. So I think right now I'm just I'm just um, celebrating and enjoying my life, you know, especially with my family. I think there's there's nothing wrong with that. What do you think about Anthony Joshua bringing in another coach for this fight? Why he doesn't have the same coach? He's been bringing he's brought in Angel Fernandez, another coach to oh. work with Robert Kraken. Did you not know that? No, I didn't know. What that. do you think about that? Um, I don't know. Well, I hope it works. And last question, please. Of all the cars that you got, what's the favorite one? one the favorite one. Um, I don't know. It might be the the Lamborghini, the Lamborghini SUV. It's fast. It's spacious. I could I could put all my kids in there. Not all my kids, because I have a lot of kids. But <laughs> I could put some of my kids in there. So that's it's a lot of fun. Follow us to UK fans, Andy. Huh? Final message to UK fans? All my UK fans, everybody that supports me and everybody that doesn't, please tune in on The Zone. It's going to be an amazing fight and we're going to remain victorious. Thank you, everyone. Thank you.